Welcome to the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley Young, pianist, instructor, and business coach, and I'm here to help you dream big about what your studio could be if you are willing to open your mind and level up your business skills. I'm going to share the tangible strategies that I've learned for streamlining and scaling your studio so that you can align your business to work for your life instead of letting your business control your life. I am so happy that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley and I am really excited to be here with you today. Although if you notice that my voice sounds a little bit ridiculous, um, it is because I have had this unrelenting raspy voice for over a week now. And I took last week off in uh, recording the podcast because I totally had lost my voice and I'm recording a little bit early because I'm going on a really trip, a really exciting trip that I'll tell you about here in a second, but I didn't want to take today off because I wanted to make sure that I got you this episode. So just bear with me with the raspiness. I, uh, I keep joking around that as soon as I can like actually hold a pitch with this raspy voice, I'm going to do some really fun singing in my car. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm really excited. So I'm recording this episode a little bit early because when you are listening to this, so right now, as you are listening, I will actually be arriving in Spain. And I'm so excited because I've never been to Spain. And so I'm super, super stoked to explore the country and to just see everything that is there and explore. Um, I love traveling and I love unplugging and just being there in the present moment. So I'm excited for that. And I'm also excited because I'll be going with my mom and my two sisters. And this will be the very first time as adults that we've traveled together internationally. And we all love traveling. We've all done a great amount of traveling by ourselves or, you know, with other groups of people that are not each other, but this will be the first one all together. So I just cannot wait to connect with them in this way and to have that time with them. Um, but let's dive into today's topic because today's topic is a really fun one. And this is something that I talk about often and I find myself making analogies um, between piano playing and like the skills that are required to play the piano and learn pieces and teach piano. And then the business skills that are required to run a business, own a business, grow a business. And so today we're going to dive in and I'm going to give you three examples of skills that I know that you already have as a piano player and as a piano teacher that translate really well to growing your business. And I'll give you, I'll give you like three examples. And then for each example, I'm also going to share like a little bit of a story of kind of like dive deeper and tell you um, more about what I mean and examples from my own life of, of the way that these have translated for me. So let's dig in. Um, the first skill that I know you already have as a piano player and a piano teacher that will translate so beautifully into your business is the skill of consistency. Showing up every day and doing the thing. Now, for those of us that are teaching piano, obviously we have played piano, whether or not you're still playing, like at one point you were practicing the piano consistently. And I know, you know, with your students, really training them and teaching them and helping them to flex that consistency muscle is the first step. 
We all know that as you continue down your piano journey, you're going to refine the process of practicing and you're going to change the way that you practice, change the way that you approach practice, depending on how it's going, depending on what level you're at, depending on what your goals are, like the way that you practice will morph and grow as you or your students morph or grow into better musicians. However, you have to have that consistency in place before you can even think about like, you know, expanding upon your practice. Now, this is so true when you set a goal in your business as well. A lot of the hurdle is just showing up and just being consistent. And I cannot tell you how many times I've seen people say like, oh, I'm going to grow my business. I'm going to grow my YouTube channel. I'm going to grow my Instagram. I'm going to grow this thing, or I'm going to sell this product, or I'm going to do this thing. And they put it out into the universe like two or three times. And then maybe they don't get the results that they want and they give up and they stop doing the thing. And this is not consistent. And I I think I was recently talking about this, but the difference between like where you are right now and where you want to be is consistency, right? That's, that's, I mean, yes, there are maybe a few more complicated layers, but that's the first big layer. And most people aren't willing to show up and to be consistent. So I'm going to give you an example of this in my life. And the example that I will use is social media. And this comes up in a variety of different forms in my business, but I'll, I'll talk about Instagram for this example. I have actually only been consistently doing my own Instagram um, since August of 2022. So it hasn't quite been a year. Um, I, in, uh, let's see, in April of 2022, I actually hired someone else to do my Instagram for me. Instagram was overwhelming to me. It like was very mysterious. It seemed really complicated. And so I hired someone else to do it. And they were kind of repurposing content that I had already coming out on a weekly basis to YouTube. And they're putting it on Instagram. They were doing it for me. And then that summer in 2022, that relationship ended and I no longer had that person working for me to repurpose content. So I took over my own Instagram. And It seemed kind of challenging and it seemed kind of terrifying, but I knew that if I was going to do anything with Instagram, like acquire new customers or gain any new community members or anything like that, I was going to have to be consistent. And so I started, I think my original goal was like maybe five days a week, or it might've even been only been like three or four days a week that I was going to post. And I left it really open-ended of like, it can be a reel or a post or a photo. I, I don't need to decide what it's going to be, but my goal is to post X number of times a week. And I did that for a couple of months. And then in September, I did a 30, um, a 30 day challenge where I said every single day in the month of September, I'm going to post on Instagram. And regardless of what's going on in my life, I'm going to do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. I didn't put any limitations about like the quality, but I just said, I'm going to do it. And at this point for me, wow everything changed because it wasn't that I was posting the best content. And I bet that if I were to open up my Instagram and scroll back to to September of last year, I would probably be pretty appalled at whatever I was posting because, you know, when you do something regularly, you get better at it every day and every week and every month. And so it's really great to look back on something, even if it's just from a month ago and think to yourself like, oh, wow, I'm so much better now. Excuse me. So if I were to look back at September of last year, I'm sure I would cringe a little bit at um, the quality of the content. But what was important and the huge like level up that happened for me with this 30 day challenge was that it forced me to flex the muscle. It forced me to be consistent and it forced me to just show up and do it. And so, yes, some of those posts are maybe not to the quality or the caliber that I would consider 
good right now, a, almost a year later, but I did it. I showed up and I did it. And I learned so much through that process. First of all, I learned like it doesn't need to be perfect. I learned that I could in fact show up on Instagram every day if I wanted to. I learned, um, I learned a lot about the quality of the content that I wanted to be putting on Instagram and how to get there eventually, because, you know, just by doing it every day, I was forcing myself to get over that perfectionist mindset and just forcing myself to post and post and post. So consistency can do a lot. And if you're struggling with something in your business, I would recommend that you make a goal for yourself. And the goal doesn't even matter. It doesn't have to be like a 30 day challenge like what I did. Um, it could be for five days in a row. It could be once a week for three months. It could be, you know, it doesn't matter. And the same is true when you talk about practice. Like it's gonna depend on the different student or their different home life and what they have going on, um, the practice routine that you'll help create for them. But based on what you know about yourself, create a goal that seems achievable, that stretches you a little bit, but that seems achievable and then just do it. And do not let any excuse get in your way. And you will be completely different after you complete the goal or after you finish the consistency challenge than how you are today. And you will have improved with whatever you are trying to get better at. Um, I know you've seen this in your students, right? Like I know some students you might ask that they practice every single day because you know they're capable and you know that they're super serious about piano. Some students you might make a, a less goal, a lesser goal of like, you know, twice a week or four times a week or 10 minutes a day every day or something like that. It doesn't even matter what the goal is. What matters is that you are consistent and that you do it. All right, the next skill that definitely translates from piano playing to uh, growing your business is the skill of learning a piece. And by this one, I mean more specifically, the process of setting a goal of learning a piece. So that's a pretty large goal if you're setting a goal for like a, an advanced piece and then breaking it down into smaller, more digestible goals with sooner timelines. Okay. And I know you know how to do this because I, I can, I, I know that at some point you've decided to play a piece, right? And it doesn't matter how hard that piece is. You have a deadline. And you have to have the skill set of breaking that piece down into smaller chunks and breaking the time frame down into smaller chunks in order to set smaller achievable goals to reach that larger goal. And this is something that we do with our students all the time, right? Anytime you have to teach a piece to a student, you generally have an idea of how long it's going to take them. And you generally have an idea of like what the various road, um, excuse me, what the various like road marking points that they will reach along the way are. And so the same is true for your business. Um, anytime you want to reach a large goal, you have to work backwards, right? You kind of have to give yourself that deadline and you have to break it into smaller, more achievable goals and work backwards. So an example from my life um, that I think it really applies here is that I used to, when I, when I first was taking my business really seriously. And I really wanted to grow my business. Like I was getting serious about my YouTube channel and I was starting to figure out like what kind of offers I could craft and what kind of products I could sell and all of that kind of stuff. I actually, um, would just come up with an idea and like go for it. And it, it's kind of funny when I look back at it now, because I would literally, I'd be like, I think I'm going to do like a site reading masterclass or something like that. And I'd be like, okay, cool. I think I'll run it next week and I'll make one video about it. And I would just kind of put it out into the world and decide to go for it. And 
there's nothing wrong with this. And actually, I think that this can be a hugely valuable skill set as an entrepreneur is to have that like just jump off the edge um, part of you that is willing to just like come up with an idea and do it. But I've also learned now many years into the process that there's a fair amount of looking at the bigger picture. Right. And I now start my years by actually mapping out like what are my revenue goals and what are the things that are going to get me to that revenue goal? And when am I going to launch those things? And how does my overall strategy of like, you know, the content that I'm releasing on YouTube and on Instagram, how does that help me reach those goals throughout the year? Now, don't get me wrong. That makes me sound like I'm like insanely organized and I'm not. <laughs> I will definitely also come up with ideas on the spot and test them in between. And I will also have to actually like course correct or change course based on how things go, right? Because as an entrepreneur, you can come up with an idea and it can be the best idea that you know your audience wants and you can sell it in the best way and maybe it doesn't go as planned. And so you have to make adjustments along the way. But the point of taking those larger goals, looking at things from a more zoomed out lens of like an entire year and then maybe breaking things down by quarter and then breaking things down by month gives you a much clearer roadmap of how to reach those larger goals. Just like if you were to decide that you were going to play a large piece and you knew that you had a, a year to learn the piece, you we all know that like sitting down at the piano and just opening the piece and diving in and playing from beginning to end over and over and over again, that's not going to get you to your goal. Or it might, but it's, it's going to be like a pretty messy process. Whereas if you were to actually plan out your practice and maybe make some smaller goals along the way, you'll be a lot more effective and efficient. So the same is true with your business. Anytime you want to level up, whether it's like in revenue or in engagement with your audience or in the community that you're building on a social media platform, you want to make sure that you set that larger goal and then zoom back in and set smaller goals that will get you there. All right. The last one we're going to talk about is, um, so the last skill set that translates from piano playing to piano business is performance. And this one I think translates in a lot of different ways, but just for the sake of the episode, I'll take it in one direction. Um, so I know that, you know, when it comes to performing, whether it's you that has, you know, is practicing performing or your students, the process of performing and the practice of performing repeatedly gets you more comfortable. And it's not that you practice performing and you don't become nervous anymore, right? That's not what it is. It's that you show up and you do it and you observe and you ask yourself what went well, what didn't go well, how do I adjust for the next one? And then you show up and you do it again and you ask yourself what went well, what didn't go well, and how can I adjust for the next one? And that's how I teach my students to perform. And I, I have them do it often because the more that they do it, the more that they learn about themselves. And the same is true in your business. You always have to be observing yourself and saying, okay, let's do the thing and then evaluate what went well and what didn't go well. And most people skip that step. Most people skip that step in performances and most people also skip that step in their business where they don't dive in because the numbers can be scary. Or if you're like I was a few years ago, then you're like, I'm not a numbers person. Numbers are overwhelming and like analytics and ah, all of that is terrifying. Um, but it's so important to, to look at the information and ask yourself what went well and what didn't because you learn so much more and you can make, make such better decisions the next time if you take the time to ask yourself those questions. So one example, I mean, I mean, 
literally everything I do in my business now, I stop and I ask myself that question of like, what went well? What didn't go well? What could I do better next time? But I'll give you um, one example would be with YouTube. So YouTube can be a little bit overwhelming because it's a little bit different than social media platforms. YouTube is like a search engine. And so the way that it works is there's a lot of access to analytics, a lot of analytics. Like when you someone sees your video, like what is the click-through rate? Meaning like how often are people seeing the video and clicking on it versus how often are people seeing the video and scrolling right past it? There's other analytics, like what is the average view duration or, you know, all, all sorts of things. YouTube the analytics are like kind of wild when you first look at them and they can be really overwhelming. And so for a long time, I didn't really pay attention to the analytics. And part of that was just my like jump off the ledge, just do it um, personality, which is good because that allowed me to just like be consistent and practice doing the thing for a while. But at a certain point I had to realize that like, I, I have to get more serious about this and I have to be willing to look at the numbers and actually look at every single video and say, okay, what is performing well? what is not performing well, what videos are getting views, what videos are not getting views, and why. And this actually involved watching my own content, which is insanely difficult for me. I, I don't, and and I, I will say, still to this day, honestly, I don't sit down and watch a video beginning to end after I edit it. Like, I don't. I will edit the video, and obviously in editing, I have to do a certain amount of watching, but I don't like watching my own content. And so it's really hard for me to do this and to sit down and to ask myself what's working and what's not working because it involves taking a little bit of a magnifying glass to your own creative process and to ask yourself what's working and what's not working. But now I do that. It is a really important part of my YouTube process where every single time a video comes out, I take a second, I go through the analytics, I ask myself, you know, is there a reason that I can pinpoint that maybe this one didn't do as well as I thought it would? Or maybe that this reason that this video did do way better than I thought it would. And then I take that information forward as I create the next video. And this is how you're going to grow and learn and evolve and level up when it comes to anything in your business. Making that time and space to ask what's working, what's not working, and what can I do better? All right, so those are just three examples. I would love to know if you know of any other examples, feel free to DM me on Instagram um, because this is a topic that I could talk about like for hours and hours and hours. Uh, there are so many transferable skill sets, but we're gonna leave it at that for today. Now, at the time that you are listening to this episode, um, in the third week of June, when I am in Spain, I want to officially announce, I know I've mentioned it a couple times on the podcast, but I want to officially announce that come July, I will have three spots available for private business coaching. I don't always have spots available and they usually fill up pretty quickly. Um, and I will have maximum three available starting in July. And so if you've been enjoying the podcast and you know that there's like that voice inside you telling you that you want to grow your business and you want to expand, but you're not quite sure exactly how to do that, I would be happy to help you. I love business coaching. It is something that truly sets my heart on fire. Um, I love helping people get results, get their time back, earn more money, all of those amazing, wonderful things. And most importantly, I think too, um, just get your energy back in your business, right? And light that fire again um, so that you are spending your time really pursuing your creative endeavors and making money while you do that. So if you're interested in that, I will include the link in the show notes. You can also reach out to me on Instagram and we can connect there about it. But those three spots will be available at the very beginning of July and I know they're going to go quickly. So I hope to talk to you soon about that. Now, I will look forward to connecting with you again next week. I can't wait. I love spending this time with you. Have a great rest of your week. 
Thank you so much for listening. I love connecting with open-minded business owners from all over the world. As you know, a studio policy is one of the most important assets of your business, and a good studio policy will save you time and energy. For this reason, I created a free PDF with a list of three ways that you can level up your studio policy right now. To grab the free PDF, head on over to ashleyjyoung.com slash level up, and the link is in the show notes as well. Talk to you soon.